Hey there, and welcome back to The Niching Compass. I am Allegra Stein, your host. Thanks so much for being here. Today's episode was inspired by um, a reader in my email community who reached out asking a question about um, price objections during discovery calls. I think this is very much a place for all coaches to practice. Next to practicing your coaching, practicing discovery calls and all of the different things that can come up during those calls is so incredibly valuable. And one of those moments might be sharing the price of your coaching with someone and having them say, yeah, I can't afford that. Or, oh my gosh, that's too expensive. So in today's episode, I just kind of riff a little bit on some of the lessons I've learned, ideas that I hold when I'm talking to someone about money, some ideas about pricing your coaching offers. And I I hope you find it helpful. If you have a particular question or idea that you'd like me to explore, don't ever hesitate to ask. I am incredibly inspired by all of the journeys that you're on. And much like the DJ at a roller rink, I take requests. All right, here we go. So this episode was inspired by a reader in my email community who reached out to ask my perspective on how to handle objections to our pricing or if someone thinks that our coaching is too expensive. And it just made me want to capture some of the things that I've learned along the way about how we price our coaching, how we handle those conversations. And um, yeah, so I'm just going to dive in. Uh, The first thing that I think is important to know is that you don't need to avoid objections. I think it's natural at the beginning when we're really learning how to do this, that if someone objects to the price, we're like, okay, thanks. Bye. Like we just have this, maybe it feels uncomfortable or edgy for us. And so we just don't even want to go there. And so one of the most important things that I learned and have practiced a lot is that if I am talking to a potential client, I share the price for the coaching partnership and they raise an objection. I sit there with it. I stay in it with them. I use what they've shared as an opportunity to deepen their own learning. So that's one of the first things that I want to share, that objections are an opportunity to learn more and to offer support. And it's really helpful sometimes to imagine that they have told you that they want to buy something else, but they can't afford it. So imagine a friend comes to you and says, oh my gosh, I really, really want this thing but I can't afford it just yet, you would likely say, well, how can I help you brainstorm how to afford it? You know, how can we get creative around finding those resources for you so you can get that thing that you want? Is it really the right fit? So there's this attitude of removing yourself from the thing that you're talking to them about and not taking it so personally. So that's the first thing that I wanted to share. The second thing is that it's helpful to, to make sure that they really want it. Now, I, it's not my job to know or decide whether or not someone actually has the money to buy anything. And sometimes people will very quickly use the, oh, I'm not ready to pay for it. I can't afford it just yet. Kind of as a buffer from saying, actually, I just don't want this (laughs) because it's happened to me many times. And I, I think it's kind of a rite of passage for coaches that a person will say, Oh, I'm so sorry. I just can't afford that. 
And then you find out days or weeks later in some roundabout way that they actually went and bought something else. They, they spent that money on either another program or something else in their lives. And so when you're talking with someone and they say, ah, oh, you know what? I just can't afford that. A great question to ask in that moment is saying, I get it. Like it's an acknowledge it, say, yeah, this is definitely an investment, a financial investment. Um, if money weren't a, t a question, if this weren't about the, the, the money, would there be anything that keeps you from saying yes to it? And what that question does is it invites someone to tell you if there's something else. Is there another reason? Is it is it that they just don't want it, that they don't have the time, that they they don't really believe that the coaching partnership is what they most need to move their ideas forward? So that's just a really good question to kind of have in your back pocket. A third just phrase that I like to use and that you can keep in mind is sometimes if someone's kind of talking about the investment, they're not sure, you know, it's just, they're just not sure. I will say it's one thing if it's a stretch, it's another thing if it's a hardship, which does this feel like to you? If someone tells me that it's going to be a hardship, I say then it's probably not the right time to move into this partnership because I don't want someone signing up for a coaching partnership, carrying with them the stress of what that financially is going to mean in their lives. And if it's a stretch, that's just an interesting place. <sighs> like, tell me more about that. What, what would, what would make that stretch feel okay? Here's a fourth kind of fun idea. Um, sometimes when we're talking to people about coaching partnerships, or you're in this conversation where you're going to make a proposal, there are certain approaches where you talk about what the coaching partnership is going to help them do. You stay in their world. You know, how is the tool of your coaching going to help them do something? What is that thing that they want to do? And then you share the price at the end. You know, you give the nuts and bolts, you, you share the price at the very end, and then you wait and you just sit there until they respond and you move forward from there. There have been many times where I've reverse engineered that where I get on the discovery call with someone and I actually tell them the price at the very beginning because I think more often than not, people are very curious to know what it's going to cost. It's just this question that's in the back of their mind. I know it's a question in the back of my mind. Again, this is not universal. I'm not saying everybody is coming into these calls thinking that way, but I'm always curious, like, well, how much is it going to cost? And so when you tell them the price at the beginning of the call, what that does is it allows you to back into the investment by asking them, all right, now you know what this is going to cost. What do you need to see, be experiencing, to have created at the end of our partnership to make this worth it? I don't know. So let's say it's a $500 coaching partnership and you get on the discovery call and you say, so just so you know, I just want to be upfront because I know people are sometimes curious about that. Um, it costs $500 a month to work with me and we'll figure out how many months could be a good fit for what it is that you want to do. And they'll say, oh, okay. And then you can almost start off the conversation by saying, so what would you love to see in a month that, we, that would be worth $500? And then the bulk of the conversation becomes them crafting a vision and a goal and a direction that they want to move in. 
that would be worth investing that money in having you as their partner. Because this is an important thing to keep in mind. And you, you may have heard this in different ways. Perhaps you'll hear it in a different way today. People don't pay for coaching. They're not, they might ask, they might think they're paying for coaching, but it's our, our job to lead the conversation in a way that lets them know that the coaching is just a tool that is going to help them do something else. It's just a boat that's going to take them from Island A to Island B. It's, you know, and that journey, that thing that they want to do with the help of our coaching, that is the conversation to have. That is the thing that they will be willing to invest, not only their money. And this is, you know, I, I, I'm putting this on the table because I think it's important to consider money is only one of the things that they're choosing to invest in this work. They're also investing their time. They're investing their attention. They're investing their willingness to maybe try some edgy stuff, to take some new action, to do the exercises that you're putting on the table. Time and attention. I mean, one might argue that's even more valuable than the dollars they're willing to pay for you, pay, pay you. You know, put, give me one client who's willing to pay me, but does none of the work and kind of never really shows up and never really engages. And a second client who maybe just gives me a a little bit of money or no money at all, but they are a hundred percent involved and invested in our partnership and they want to get out there and do the stuff. I will choose the person who's willing to engage and give their time and attention to the partnership. And so just remember that, that the conversation is not just about whether they object to the, the financial investment. What do they think about the time investment? What do they think about the changes they might have to make to experience the transformation you're putting on the table? And consider working those things into your conversations as well. Now, as far as pricing goes, I'll just kind of include it here because it might feel relevant. The price of your coaching is the number that you're willing to say. And there is no one right number and there is no one who knows what the right number is for you. So there are people and teachers out there that will say, well, a coaching session should cost this. But the number that you feel comfortable saying for your coaching depends on many, many different variables, your experience, your background in selling your own services, your own perception around money, your personal experience with it. And so pick a number, the, the, the kind of barometer that I use, the little, the, the space that I like to explore, pick a number that is right between being a no brainer and feeling a bit edgy. You don't want to price it so low that you're like, oh my gosh, this is totally a no brainer that when someone says yes, you're going to maybe resent a little bit, but you don't want to pick a number that's so high that you don't even want to say it or that you kind of, you know, you're, you're timid in saying it because people can feel that energy. So the sweet spot is, is right between those two where you're like, you know what? Yeah, that number feels good. That is what this is worth right now to work with me. And it's a little bit terrifying to say that out loud. And the way to do that is quite simple. It's to simply speak the numbers out loud. Um, a really good exercise for pricing is to, when you look at your coaching experience or offer, what is the lowest price you would offer that for? And what is the highest price you would offer it for? So figure out what that range is and stand in front of a mirror or walk around your house and 
Imagine someone says, oh, this is great. How much does that cost? Say out loud, you, you need to embody it. It needs to come out of your mouth. Say out loud, oh, that costs $50. And then wait, right? Imagine $50 is like the low end of your range. And then wait. And just feel in your body. The answer isn't going to come from your head. The answer is going to come from your body. And you'll just know in that moment, is $50 right? Is it too high? Is it too low? If it's too low, add 25 bucks. If it's too high, take away 25 bucks. And just keep repeating numbers, role play a little bit until you land on that number where you just go, yeah, that's it. And that number is the number that is right for you. Now, back to kind of the original question that came through. What if someone says, oh, that's too expensive? I'm going to let you in on something that always helps me. Expensive is in the eye of the beholder. (laughs) People's perceptions of the numbers associated with an object or a service or a thing are a result of so many variables that have nothing to do with us. Ask 10 different people to tell you an expensive price and you'll get 10 different numbers. Ask them to tell you a cheap price, they'll give you 10 different numbers. Expensive and cheap are relative and very, very, very personal. So it's okay if someone thinks that it's too expensive. That has nothing to do with you. And that's why I come back to this this important note that you have to be willing to say the number and for it to feel right in your body. What you don't want to do is get into the habit or the tendency to change your prices based on what other people think about them. Because if you do that, you're just going to feel like a hamster on a hamster wheel because someone's going to think it's too high. The next person is going to think it's too low. So ground yourself in what feels right for you. And then when you are on a call with someone, if they say something and they might not, like it's really interesting how we prepare ourselves for these what if scenarios. What if they say this? What if they say this? And then we get on the calls and we say our number and the person's like, okay, (laughs) none of the things we were worried about actually surface. But I, I hope they do surface for you. I hope you have discovery calls where someone raises an objection And rather than saying, okay, no problem, talk to you later, you say, okay, well, let's talk about that. You know, if money weren't an object, would you want, is there anything else, you know, is there anything else that's making you feel any reservations about that? And they talk about that perhaps. Okay, well, if it's something that you really want, would you like me to help you brainstorm how to create that, those financial resources, right? Just like you would help a best friend who wanted to buy something and needed some ideas about where to pull the money together. All right. There's lots of different places that you can go with it. And I hope that these ideas that I'm sharing have been helpful. I really would love to hear your reflections on this. Um, So reach back out. Let me know what you think. So I just re-listened to the episode before I publish it, and I wanted to pop in with an extra little note. If the moment arises when someone says, you know what, that's really expensive, or there is no way I can afford that, it would definitely be a hardship. That does not mean that the conversation is over necessarily. You can decide, especially if you really want to work with that person. I mean, there are some people you're going to talk to who, like I mentioned before, the value of working with them is going to exceed and it goes above and beyond whatever dollars they're willing to pay for you. So if you're like, dang, I really wanted to work with this person, you could continue the conversation. You could say, well, 
all right, what were you, what were you expecting to invest financially when you came into this conversation or based on what it is that we've talked about that, that could be possible for you with this work, what would that be worth to you? You know, what would you, what would you right now be willing to invest to make that happen? And notice the number that they share and you can then decide if you would like to recraft the coaching proposal to meet that, that number in a way that again feels good for you. Maybe you remove a session from the proposal. Maybe it's a little bit shorter, right? Maybe instead of a month, it's just two weeks for that, that price. So I did just want to say that, that when you are in conversation with someone, it is a fluid creative space. And if even after exploring the, the original price, someone's like, I just can't do it. Ask them, well, what could you do if you want to? (laughs) This is totally optional, but it just leans into that idea that there are no hard and fast rules here and you can um, improvise in the moment with a potential client if the idea of working with them energizes you beyond them being able to pay your full fee. Okay. And there you have it. As I've mentioned a couple times, I would love to hear your reflections in the show notes. You can find my email. You can also reach me on Voxer. I love both of those channels and they come directly to me. And if you're looking for ongoing support around any of these kinds of things for yourself, consider joining Misfit to Maverick. It's the coaching community that I run. It's a an incredible place. And every Tuesday there are open coaching and mentorship calls where you get one-on-one support with me in a small group setting. You're just with some incredibly creative and kind and skilled coaches talking about this work. We talk about all things coaching. So there is no topic that we aren't excited to explore and that I'm not ready to help you with in whatever way I can. So check out Misfit to Maverick at misfit to maverick.com. And um, at the very least, I will talk to you the next time.